0: the word of God I boldly declare that my mind is alert my heart is receptive my ears are open and I better not go to sleep I'll never be the same in Jesus name amen now father we thank you for the word because it's quick it's powerful it's sharper than any two-edged sword We thank you that heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word will never pass away. And so, Lord, we declare right now in Jesus' name that as the word comes, as it's sown into our hearts, our minds will be renewed, our hearts will be changed, and our lives will be transformed into the image of Christ Jesus. And I thank you in advance for signs, miracles, and wonders to follow your word. And Spirit of God, as I step back, I thank you for stepping up. And confirming the word with signs following in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen, amen. amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series entitled Maximizing Your Faith. Everybody say maximizing your faith. And today we're in our sixth lesson and the goal of the series is threefold. Number one is to help you understand what faith is. Number two, to help you understand what faith has the ability to do. And then number three, I'm gonna teach you how to use your faith. Now last week, like I said earlier, I was led to do something that I had never done before in my 13 years of pastoring here. I have a slight ring if you can pull it down for me. Uh, Over the last 13 years of pastoring, This is something that I never did. We had a spontaneous giving opportunity. Well, testimonies have already started manifesting in the lives of those who sowed a sacrificial seed toward the the building project. Now, here's one of those uh, testimonies that I want to share with you because I know it's going to encourage your faith. I received this one this week. It says, on Sunday, you spoke on faith to give. You challenged us to give and be expectant of God's blessing. My wife and I decided to give $300 towards Project 360. You gave a declaration over the congregation, and I received it. I had been feeling a little uneasy about my job. At the beginning of the year, I had been promoted to be a regional manager, which involves taking more responsibilities. Well, on Thursday, my boss, who's the vice president of operations, held a conference call to discuss new contracts. After the conference call, I asked to speak to him concerning some of my staff. He replied by saying he had no idea of what my current salary was. I started, I stated to him, well, I currently make $83,000 a year. Well, he told me that he was going to give me a $7,000 raise, making it an even $90,000. And then he says, I shall be receiving a bonus, which is 25% of my salary by the end of September. And then I asked him, is this a promotion and does my job description change? He stated that this will make me general manager of the Texas region. After getting off the phone with him, the Holy Spirit spoke to me telling me to ask for more. So then I texted him and I said, can we make it 93,000? And he responded, done. My wife and I have been praying for promotion and increase, and God has truly shown up and showed out in our lives. This year, if I say this year, this year, our household income has increased by $30,000. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for that. They went on to say, Pastor, thank you for the messages of faith. And so this testimony lines right up with what I want to teach and what's on my heart today. So if you're taking notes, my lesson title is Faith to Receive. Faith to Receive. And my subtitle is The Prerequisites to Receiving. The Prerequisites to Receiving. Last week I talked about faith faith, uh, to give, and so now I'm talking about Faith to receive because it takes faith to receive just like it takes faith to give. Now, this is going to be a two-part message you don't want to miss next week because it is outstanding. And the goal of today's message is to teach you how to get in position and stay in position So that, watch this, you will receive the harvest that's coming from the financial seeds you've sown. So I want you to go to one verses of scripture. Go to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to look at verse 9. 1 Kings 17, 9. I'm not sure how far I'm going to get this morning, but I'm going to go as far as I can go. Amen? Amen? Now last week, one of the points that I made was that sacrificial giving Always releases supernatural living. Everybody say sacrificial giving giving always releases supernatural supernatural living. In other words, what I'm saying is that when God sees us sacrifice and sacrifice can be at different levels. Because the widow woman, uh, in the New Testament, there was a lady, she only gave a mite, and Jesus said she had given more than them all. So it's just based on where you are, and that's what makes it a sacrifice. But you, when you and I sacrifice, what we don't understand is that it releases supernatural, uh, living and, uh, supernatural increase. And so we're gonna see that principle in 1 Kings 17, and then I'm gonna point out some things on how to get in position to receive. Because if you don't know how to get in position when it's when, uh, when when it's time to receive, it can be raining and you be at the wrong location. Now, in first King 17, this was Elijah. God has supernaturally fed him by the ravens and by the brook. The brook was where he drank from. And the Bible says that the ravens brought him food uh, flesh and meat in the morning and flesh in the evening. So I guess he fasted for lunch. I don't know. Or maybe he had some leftovers. But either way, these birds brought him supernatural food. All right? Well, that was the first time I read about home delivery right there. Right there in the Bible, home delivery for food. Well, if you jump down now to verse 9, God is now about to speak to Elijah to give him new instructions. He says, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Zidon, and I want you to stay there. And behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. And so, watch this now, he arose and he went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, fetch me, I pray, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called her and said, bring me, I pray, a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said to him, as the Lord your God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful, say a handful, a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil. Everybody say a little, a little little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Look in verse 13. And Elijah said to her, what read this part with me? What? Everybody say, fear not. Fear not, go and do what you have said, but make me a little cake first. That sounds selfish, don't it? I mean, she only had a little. I mean, I think Elijah would have made CNN if he was here in these days. Preach at church, ask the widow woman for the last sandwich she had. Look at verse 14. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the crews of oil fail until the day that the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah and she and he and her house. Notice she continued to take care of the man of God. It says she and he and her whole house did eat. How many days? Many days. And then the barrel of meal did not stop. Or did not waste, neither did the cruise of oil fail according to the word of the Lord which he spoke by Elijah. So here's what I'm going to do this morning. I'm going to give you some principles to receiving. Everybody say principle. To receiving. Now here's the first principle. It's kind of long. You can just snapshot it on the screen if they put it up there. Here's the first principle of receiving. And that is don't allow the fear of having little or the fear of potential loss prevent you from trusting God who has much. I'm going to say that again. Don't allow the fear of having little or the fear of potential loss prevent you from trusting in the God of much. This, this widow woman was faced with an opportunity to change her life, but she didn't know it. She thought it was going to bring decrease in her life. And so fear came up in her. Notice he said, fear not. Everybody say, fear not. not. Now, let me give you my definition of fear. Fear is when facts eat at my righteous resolve. Facts, F, eat, A, at, A, my righteous resolve, fear. It's when facts Eat away at my righteous resolve. In other words, you're standing on God's word to watch him come through. And what fear does, it? the, the facts are stepping up. Start just, you know, well, what about this? And what about this? And they said this and they did this. And, and what about this? And you got this notice for this. And, you know, and so what happens is fear are nothing but facts that start stacking up to eat up at your righteous resolve. And the cure, watch this now, the cure to fear is trust. Everybody say, the cure to fear is trust. In other words, are you going to walk by faith or are you going to walk by the facts? Now, write down Psalms 46 verse 1. This is what it says. God is our refuge, our strength. We sung that today. A very present help where? In trouble. So, God is not, listen to me now, God is not outside of the trouble. Trying to pull us out. He's in the trouble with us. Okay, I'm going to read it again. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in, what did it say? In? Okay, so if he's a present help in the trouble, he's in the trouble with me. Watch what the next verse says. Therefore, will I not what? Fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Psalm 118 verse 6 says this. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord takes my part with them that help me. Therefore, shall I see my desire upon them that hate me? It is better. Watch verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in men. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. In other words, it's okay to believe in people, but you must ultimately put your trust in God. I'm going to say that again. It's okay to believe in people. I know they promised you they would do this. It's okay to believe in what they tell you, but I'd rather, listen, I don't have a problem believing in people, but I'd rather trust in God. Amen. Amen. Here's principle number two. I'm moving fast here. Principle number two to receiving, and that is believing a promise must precede receiving a promise. I'm trying to show you how to get in position to receive because money is coming. Everybody say money is coming. No, money's coming, favor is coming, prosperity is coming, uh, all kind of stuff is coming. Positions are coming, but if you're not in position to receive, you'll miss it. And watch this, what the position that I'm talking about is not just physical. It's spiritual. When God was uh, having fellowship with Adam and Eve, and when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, the Bible said before, God told him, if you eat the fruit, you're going to surely die that day. Well, they didn't die physically, so it wasn't a physical thing. It was spiritual. And so when God came down that day to fellowship with him with them, he said, Adam, where are you? Well, that wasn't a geographical location because God's everywhere. It was a spiritual question. Listen, Adam and Eve were spiritually out of position. So when I'm talking about receiving, I'm first talking about staying in spiritual position. And one of the ways to do that is believing the promise that God's made must proceed re- receiving the promise. Amen. Now, we just said the cure to fear is trust. But here's the next part. But the response to fear is believing. The cure to fear is to trust. But now we're talking about the response to fear is believing. Notice what he said in verse 13. Elijah said to her, fear not. Fear not. And then he says, go and do what you've said and make me a cake first. And then here's why I said the response to fear is believing because he gave her a promise. Watch the promise he gave her. He says, for thus says the Lord, the barrel of meal will not waste. Neither shall the cruse of oil fail or stop until the day the lord sends rain he said you know what what's gonna keep you from being fearful is the word of the lord that's right. and that's why the word is so it's so important because when fear tries to come you gotta make sure that you feed your fear with your faith i'm gonna say that again i say when fear tries to come because it's gonna try no weapon formed against. It didn't say it wouldn't be formed. It said formed against me. It's not going to prosper. So when fear starts knocking on your door, you have to now feed your fear with this faith right here. Amen. The focus should never be on what I have, what I'm going through, or what I have to do. The focus should be on what he's, watch this now, the promise that he made me. In Isaiah 55, I love this. In verse 80, it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways uh, your way says the Lord for as the heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts for as the rain comes down and snow from heaven and does not return but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater verse 11 he says so shall my word will be when it comes out of my mouth my word will not return unto me void God said no 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 listen The response to fear is believing. And he says all you need to believe is that when I send my word, it will not return to me without it getting done. He says my word will not return to me void, but my word will accomplish that which I send it and that which I have pleased for it to do. Amen. uh, Jeremiah 11 uh, 1 verse 11 says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see the rod of an almond tree. Look at verse 12. He says, Then said the Lord to me, Thou hast seen well, for I will watch over my word to perform it. The word hasten means to watch over. God said, You know what? I'll watch over my word to perform it. And I love the message translation of that verse. Listen to what it says. The message, God's message came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? I said, a walking stick. That's all. And God said, good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word I give you come true. I mean, who else's word can you bank on? Disappointment only takes place when we put overconfidence in someone who doesn't really have the ability of what we want them to do. Did you hear what I said? That's how disappointment is. mean, you have trusted someone to give you something or to do something that may not have had the capability of doing it. But see, God's not like that. He's not a man that he should lie. And, and right here it says he watches over his word to perform. And God always makes good on his promises. Amen. We said that the, the cure to fear is trust. The response to fear is believing. Watch this. But the removal of fear is just bold obedience. You want to get rid of fear? Obey God. That's right. That's how you do it. Because if you notice what it said, let's go back now to verse 15. We'll close right here. Verse 15 says, and she went and did. We didn't hear about fear no more. Because once you obey God, fear goes away. Now, worry might come after that. Those two are different. Fear is just being scared to try to keep you from not doing it. And worry is saying, well, why'd you do that? I'm pretty sure she she thought about, you know what? What's going to happen if this cruiser oil does not increase like the man of God says what if that happens and that's what the devil will tell us oh you gave that money you gave that money last week I'm telling you you shouldn't have done that you shouldn't have gave that money you, he's, he hoodwinked you he hoodwinked you the pastor got you that day he got you no 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 cause if that's the case then the pastor got got too then right his goal, watch this now, fear tries to stop you. Worry now eats away at your confidence in what God's word says. And that's why, here's the last point and we're closing right here. And there's a third uh, principle of receiving. To receive the promise, you must rehearse the promise. That's why the Bible says in Romans 4, 17, that God calls those things which be not, As though they were. I love the living Bible. It says, and this promise is from God himself who makes the dead live again and speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they already passed. That's good right there. Amen. In other words, sometimes you have to call it when you can't see it. Now, write this story down. This is in 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. And Elijah had said, hey, it's not going to rain till I say it's going to rain. And then all of a sudden, you know, he told this king Ahab, he said, Ahab, get ready. And I'm saying this to Word of Truth, Family Church. In verse 41, it says, and Elijah said to Ahab, get up and eat and drink, for there is a sound of an abundance of rain. And I'm saying to you, Word of Truth Family Church, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And I'm not talking about physical rain. I'm talking about spiritual rain. There's some rain coming. And the servant that was with Elijah couldn't see it. So then verse 43, he said to his servant, uh, and then watch this So Elijah went after he said that, he went to pray. He put his face between his knees and then for verse 43, he said to the servant, now I want you to go look toward the sea. Go look at the water. And he went and looked and he came back and said, I don't see nothing. And then he said, go again. How many times? See, if you don't see it from saying it, say it. He said, go back seven times. You see it? No. Seven times. You see it? No. Third time. You see it? No. Fourth time. You see it? No. Fifth time. You see it? No. Sixth time. You see it? No. Seven time. And he says, hey, master. He says, I see the cloud. Verse 44. I see a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up. And tell Ahab, get your chariot ready. You better get up out of here because there's a torrential rain coming. There's a flood coming. And you better leave now so it won't stop you. And the Bible says in verse 45, it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind and there was a great rain. Everybody say a great rain. Listen, sometimes you can't just say it once. You can't just say it twice. You can't look one time. You can't look two times. You can't look just three times. He had the man of God look seven times. And all of a sudden, he saw some change. Great rain is coming, word of truth. I said, word of truth, great rain is coming. Church, I hear rain coming. And I declare in the mighty name of Jesus that God is leaning in your direction. And he's sending rain in dry places for your life. I declare that the rain of settlements are now being settled. The rain of past due monies are being released. The rain of unscheduled bonuses, unscheduled rages, unscheduled promotions, unscheduled grants and scholarships, and the rain of unscheduled positions are coming your way. I remember when he had that telephone conversation with his boss, there was, it was not a scheduled conversation. So why is it that just through a casual conversation, it came out of an unscheduled increase for his life? I'm declaring the reign of favorable opportunities are coming your way. The reign of contracts being awarded are coming your way. I declare the reign of God's favor and abundance is coming your way. And I want to declare right now to you to get in position mentally and get in position spiritually and begin to receive. Everybody say receive. So I want you to stand right there at your seat. Stand right there at your seat. Because I sense right now an open heaven. tell you what I'm seeing right now. I have my eyes closed but I'm I'm seeing something. Uh, Last week one of my aides Bruce was videoing praise and worship and while he was videoing he sees this white object fly across the screen. It wasn't a little object. It was a big object fly but he didn't physically see the object. Angels are real. I just saw an open heaven, and in this open heaven, there there are angels descending and ascending. They're just going, coming up and down, up and down, and I just know that they're coming up and down with not only our requests and desires, but watch this, with the things that God has promised you. So I just want you to just put your hands out like this. Father, in Jesus' name, we just receive the open heaven receive the rain from god and we thank you now that rain is coming rain is coming due season has come and lord we thank you that we will not faint or get weary and well-doing because due season has come in jesus name everybody say amen, amen. say i received that now give the lord a head clap give the